El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of fucking internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, fuck that. Joining me today, he is a fantastic comedian who you have heard on recent episodes of Unpopular Opinion and recent episodes of Conspiracy the Show. Maybe you've heard his jokes on Spotify. If not, go check those out. Where else are you going to hear them? Ladies and gentlemen, a Tiff Myers. Also joining me, he is another fantastic comedian who just released an album that you can listen to with your ears. It's called Dandy Man. He's also the host of the Late Night Podcast and a good, good friend of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Stuart Thompson. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me today as co-host... That sweet, sweet co-host I love the most. Nobody. But I do have a couple of guests. How about that shit? Case in point, Atif Myers is here. Hey, what's up, everybody? Atif was last spotted on, was it the Malcolm X podcast? Was that the, no, you were on an Unpops recently. We did an Unpops afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About uh, George Floyd. Also joining us. Stuart Thompson, who's here with an album to promote. Holy shit. Yes, I am. It's nice to see you, Adam. Good to see nice you. see you, Tiff. I was just on Stuart's podcast. Go check it out if you haven't, or I'll fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, please go check it out. It's at it's the Late Night Show with Stuart and Luke. We had a great time talking to Adam, um, and we, 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 got, we got deep into the conspiracies. I missed it. It's what I do. I, I do like to get deep into a conspiracy. And you've got a new album coming out called Dandy Man, right? It is out. It's called Dandy Man from Radland Records, and it's available everywhere you can get your album. So uh, I encourage you to check it out, and I'm grateful I can provide some comedy entertainment during a time where there's not a lot of new stuff coming out. Hell yeah. We're going to try and provide comedy entertainment on this podcast today. We've done some really heavy episodes lately. Yeah. And there's some, there's some heavy stuff in here, too. Like, I think almost right away after the first story, we get into really heavy shit, but... Yeah, it gets pretty heavy. <laughs> but uh, we'll at least mix it up with the stories this week. <laughs> Let's talk about this first one. I don't know if either of you know this, but there is a pandemic happening right now. What? Yeah. I've heard about it, but I just, it hasn't been, it's not part of my life. Well, here's right the thing. Now. It's why sports haven't been on, in case you've been wondering what that was all about. I only watch ESPN Classic, so it's fine. <laughs> Baseball season all year round on ESPN Classic. <laughs> yeah, Tiff's just watching old Tiger Woods clips. Yeah, from 96, <laughs> you know, when he, before he cheated, right? When he was still winning, red polo. Pre, Pre-Elan meltdown. Just only biracial athletes is what I watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's ESPN 11. They have a specific <laughs> channel just for that. It's important to feel seen. Yeah. <laughs> But sports are sort of coming back. Case in point, the NBA is back. And the NBA is doing a great job of being back at sports. There haven't been any coronavirus cases. I mean, the games just started again officially yesterday, but they've been playing these restart scrimmage games for like a week or two. And no one's gotten coronavirus. Baseball opens for one day, and now there's like 22 cases. All of the Marlins, by the way. Just all the Marlins have coronavirus. Yeah. It's it's fucking awful. Yeah, I think the... I was hearing about with the MLB that they were not putting any restrictions on what the athletes do outside of playing these games. They're just like, go live your lives, just be, be who you are. And turns out athletes are just as uninformed as most people are. And they're just out being, you know, susceptible. <laughs> I, I, I follow soccer more closely and they are so strict, you know, both in America and abroad about like what these athletes can do. And like, you know, it's like it's home and the stadium and that's it. And it's successful. Yeah. And it's been working for the NBA too, but baseball, they're not doing shit. 
They're just like, yeah, we trust you. You'll be fine. Also, let's travel a bunch. Like, why? Yeah, it's it's all the worst things you can do. Like, but it's also one of those sports that I feel like is pretty hard to contain because there's so many players, right? So you can't stick all of them like in a resort where the NBA. It's super feasible because they shorten the amount of teams. And each NBA team is like 12 players. Yeah, and the a standard baseball season is like 14 months long. So you can't really – it's not like the NBA or the NFL where it's like, you know, a few – I mean, the NBA is kind of lengthy, but they get through those 82 games way faster than baseball gets through their fucking 162. Yeah, and I know they shortened it to like a 60-game season, but I, I just don't – it's not looking like it's going to make it to, like, 30 games the way they're behaving. They need to put some restrictions on those players. And it's really frustrating that, like, we kind of know how the Marlins thing happened. And it was just their players going out for the night and hitting bars in the Florida area. And, of course, they all brought COVID back with them. Meanwhile, all anyone really wants to talk about when it comes to players breaking quarantine is Lou Williams, who plays for the L.A. Clippers. This story makes me so mad. And not because Lou Williams went to a strip club. It's because that's how people are portraying it. Like this, oh, the, this fucking titty monger can't go a few days without the strip club. And it's like, that's not what happened. Even then, I get it, though. Like, if you're quarantined <laughs> for two weeks with a bunch of dudes like, yo, let me see some titties one last time. Like, it makes the most amount of sense. Yeah, one last, one last titty hurrah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was all, I was all on board even when they were, like, portraying him as some titty monger. I was like, yeah, I, I don't blame him. Titty monger. That's the name of my next album. Yeah. <laughs> so, what happened is he went to this strip club called Magic City, and while he was there, this rapper named Jack Harlow, who I'd never heard before this, but I fucking love, great he's not he's not bad yeah he took a selfie with lou williams and kind of alluded to where they were and posted it on instagram and lou williams must have been like uh you gotta take that down i will get in trouble probably yeah you gotta later gram this dude yeah and so jack harlow takes it down and then posts another thing and says oh sorry that was from a few months ago mm. the problem is lou williams was wearing a face mask that was only available to team personnel within the NBA bubble. Ah, uh, geez. And he was also holding, like, today's paper. <laughs> <laughs> In the photo. And so this turns into this big story about him going to a strip club. His first defense was, well, I was there to get food. And so many people were like, no, no one, no one goes to a strip club for food. But if it's fucking Magic City in Atlanta, yeah, you do. They have apparently some of the most world-renowned chicken wings in history. Yeah, it just, it just goes to show that people in America are unable to live in a duality. People can't believe that you can social distance and still, you know, live your life and make compromises or that, you know, there's, you know, there's like the Epstein thing going on and Corona and Trump stuff. Like, it, people can't juggle all these plates just like they can't juggle the idea that, you know, people might want to see some naked people and also enjoy some wings. There's a duality here, guys. <laughs> yeah. And it's especially crazy because there's a whole franchise of restaurants that's dedicated to very close to that exact same thing. There's just no nudity. But Hooters is a place where people go eat chicken wings and fucking look at hot women yeah there's hoodity there yeah <laughs> hey would he left because like someone died and he was like i gotta stop and get some wings like that's how you know these wings are dope yes when he's like he's grieving and he's like all i want is some fucking magic city wings yeah like, i'm right there with him yeah and that's what see that's the thing too the excuse wouldn't fly if he was like well i was just there to eat wings and this girl was in my lap and you know no one's wearing me <laughs> yeah. like he he went in and out. It was takeout. He got food to go. These wings are named after him. So there's that. <laughs> there's a little bit of a binding agreement there. It's like, I got to go sometime <laughs> yeah. to get these. Also, it's a Lou Williams who's had like a track record of being like a great dude. You know, like there's a story of him getting held up in Philly and he just talked to the guy who had the gun on him and was like, let me just buy some McDonald's, man, call it a day. And then that was what happened. Like he's yeah. regarded great guy. Yeah. Really solid guy was had had an excuse to leave the bubble. I think it was uh, death in the family. 
Yeah. And so he's in Atlanta and where he goes to get food just happens to be Magic City, which I've never been. I want to go. But did everyone look at the picture <laughs> of these fucking wings? Yeah, it's fucking fire. Oh my god. <laughs> I I would if they had a sign on the door that said no masks allowed, I would still probably risk it <laughs> to try those wings. They look mighty tempting right now. Like Magic City has been in like at least five rap songs a year since like 99. Like that place yeah. is on my wish list of where to go. <laughs> and an, another thing I heard brought up on, I think it was ESPN, I probably first take or something like that. But I don't remember who the player was, but he pointed out that strip club culture in the South is a little different than it is everywhere else. Even if you, I, I did a podcast about Anna Nicole Smith. We have a podcast called Celebra Tragic, which is about tragic celebrities. Mm. And we did a season about Anna Nicole Smith. That's how she met all of the dudes that she would form relationships with for money. She was working at a strip club that also was a great lunch spot. And like rich dudes would just go fucking eat lunch there. So it's like strip clubs are different in the South. People don't see them as this scandalous thing. It's just like, you want to go eat food and look at titties? Like, let's do it. It also has it also has like a barbecue cookout kind of vibe. Yeah. In addition, in addition to the sh- it's dinner and a show. I'm getting so fucking hungry right now. <laughs> I'm honestly getting so fucking hungry. Yeah, these wings, his specific wings are called Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings. It's fucking fire. I am way into that combination. Now, was he getting them takeout, or was he sticking around? No, he got takeout. See, that's a responsible way to get strip club wings during a pandemic. Yeah, he was wearing a mask. Like that's how you know the wings are that good. Is he didn't even see the titties? Yeah, I will. I'm willing to bypass the titty surcharge to just enjoy these wings. That was. I'm. I've always been a staunch supporter of Hooters chicken wings and staunch, staunch. <laughs> I stand these chicken wings. <laughs> I I would eat there if it was dudes in speedos serving the food. I would eat there yeah. if fucking dogs brought it to my table. I like those wings <laughs> a whole lot. I don't care about the women. I mean, women are great. Just in general, women are great. But a lot of good qualities. I also like those fucking chicken wings. And so I can I can relate to this. Like, if that's where he wanted to eat, that's where he wants to eat. And people just made it a big deal for no reason. Yeah, it's, I think people are trying to get some sensationalist headlines because that's the only way they're going to get clicks. And you know, people don't want to write a nuanced news story about just like, hey, look at, you know, there's a way to spend this in a positive way. It's like, look at this person, support a local establishment that he cares about, even while grieving. Yeah. To get, to get some food that he loves that are named after him. Like, that had to make him feel a little better. Yeah, if I had, if I went, there was a Jewish deli in LA that had, that made a Stuart Thompson sandwich <laughs> with like corned beef and Swiss cheese and avocado spread, I would be inclined to swing by once in a while. And I feel like that's exactly what would be on the Stuart Thompson sandwich. Oh, yeah. It's the avocado spread that sets it apart. Yeah, this is a California fucked up <laughs> corned beef sandwich. This is the uh there's no there's no pretense, there's no there's no rules about it. This is just the things that I want on a goddamn sandwich from a Jewish deli. <laughs> yeah, so I still just want I just want wings so bad right now. Yeah. This is not this is not a good way to start the episode. I'm just fucking starving yeah. right now. I have a wing place directly across the street from me and I am going there after this. Smart man, smart man. So speaking of COVID-19 and things you can't go into a building for anymore without masks, man, Pittsburgh's having, Pittsburgh is in a real pickle because they want as many people as possible to have guns right now. They have been overrun with license to carry permits in Allegheny County in Pennsylvania. So much so that police have decided they're just not going to let anyone buy guns anymore. Just fucking joking. Instead, (laughs) because every American deserves a gun, what Pittsburgh and Allegheny County in general are doing is holding drive-through license to carry permits or permit like parties. I don't know. It's like coronavirus testing where 
you have to pull up in your car and they stick a fucking swab through the window. Except here, you pull up in your car and roll down your window and they stick a fucking license to carry a handgun through your window and you just drive off. This feels like this feels like the, what happened 15 minutes before Mad Max Fury Road started. <laughs> like this is what led to that guy playing guitar on the front of that crazy truck. <laughs> just just it just I can't believe it. That's so crazy. Yeah, Pittsburgh has always been so fucking backwards, though. Like I don't know why people think it's because it's in the north. It's like cultured. These are like the scum of the earth. I lived there for like a year, and it was the worst time I ever had. Oh man. Yeah, I've never been. I don't know if I've ever even been to Pennsylvania. You're not missing anything unless you want to go to, like, Hershey Park for candy. That's the only best part of Pennsylvania. <laughs> I, do fuck Pennsylvania with, I do fuck with some chocolate. Dude, I fr- that's the best place on earth, but Pennsylvania fucking sucks. It's the worst <laughs> state. The alcohol laws. You can't buy alcohol on Sundays. Like, it's, I don't even drink. I still, like, that's a bullshit law. <laughs> It's all these all these people there are just so fucking backwards. It's the worst. It's the fucking worst. Let's fix that law before we start figuring out like how how we're gonna how we can get a double double with our gun license. <laughs> yeah, that that does kind of speak to my concerns about this. Like, this is the county's priority right now, making sure everyone has fast and easy access to guns. I will say in LA, that's those. There's two places that have had the longest line in my general area. Uh, just consistently throughout quarantine, and it's the gun store and Krispy Kreme Donuts. Those two places <laughs> are getting nonstop business. And I don't, I know that that the gun stores in California, especially Southern California, I, they're not doing a drive-through setup, but there's just dudes hanging out in this mishmash line. I don't know what they're doing. They're treating it like a Cheers. It's very strange. <laughs> Yeah, there have been lines at the gun store by my place, too. It's really troubling to see because it's all like they they started during coronavirus. And then when the protests kicked off, as if by magic, long line at the gun store. It's like, oh, no. As if the protests are going to come to Burbank either. It's like they're no, (laughs) no one's no one's coming this way. There's not enough foot traffic to make that happen. <laughs> I mean, like, I get people are, like, fucking terrified and, like, the world's ending. We need guns. But have you been in a gun store? You're in there for at least, like, two to three hours. Like, it's never a quick visit. Maybe they're just hanging out waiting for their number to get called, like, at a deli. <laughs> it's just like, 37? Okay. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I feel like we did in California pass some sort of thing that allowed gun stores to do at least some of their operations in the parking lot, which... We are really, really going to bat for gun owners during all of this. And meanwhile, I I promised no heavy topics on this podcast, and I lied to you. Uh, You really did. Meanwhile, 24 people were shot in 24 hours last weekend in Chicago. And this follows a month, uh, June, where shootings increased 200% over the same time the previous year. And what does that have to do with Pittsburgh? The Iron Pipeline is what that has to do with Pittsburgh. Chicago has, this is, people have talked about this so many times, but Chicago has very strict gun laws. It's not easy to get a gun in Chicago. And a lot of the guns in Chicago arrive by way of something called the Iron Pipeline, which is a group of about 10 states that have really lax gun laws where people just buy guns and then transport them to Chicago and sell them on the street. And in 2009, 10 states supplied almost half the interstate trafficked guns recovered at crime scenes. Those states were Arizona, California, Georgia, Florida, Indiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Texas, Virginia, and fucking Pennsylvania. And now Trump wants to send federal agents into Chicago to deal with gun violence. Why don't you send them to gun stores in Pittsburgh first? Maybe cut that supply chain off and see if that helps a little bit. Yeah, that, if if they were willing to, uh, you know, lower the amphetamine dosage in Trump's uh, diet to give him the patience to look for a paper trail, <laughs> I think maybe he would consider that as an option. This is so. I mean, it's weird because like I I weirdly get why there's been so much violence because I mean I feel like everybody's just on edge, but fucking twenty four people in twenty four hours is fucking crazy. 
It really is. Is there motivation behind any of the killings? Like, I, I was listening to an NBR uh, story about all the violence in Chicago, and it doesn't seem like it's even gang-related. It's just people who are kind of, like, young and angry and directionless without much leadership, kind of just, like, retaliating at each other. Like, well, they, hey, they killed someone, so we got to go get them. And then it, and it just kind of goes back and forth like a really shitty game of tennis. It's probably off-duty cops. Wanting to show the city what happens when you want to defund the police. Like, oh, who's going to stop all these shootings? Well, you could stop. That's just a, <laughs> that's just a fun conspiracy theory. But, right. like, I, who knows? Like, Chicago's always had a gun violence problem, and they have for a long, long time. But what's concerning is the response is always, oh, we got to go into Chicago and clean up those streets. And now they're talking about yeah. doing it with federal troops. And it's like, what about these states where the guns are coming from? Like, are we not going to address that at all? Yeah, well, we did We did a great job in Portland, and I think they're ready to try it. <laughs> try a second draft, you know, Illinois edition. And, you know, I mean, they're just following this great track record, you know, between, you know, getting getting guns to people in Afghanistan in the 70s and you know, just <laughs> arming, arming the Iraqis. It's just like, they, they know... You know, this is their this is their business is to just keep arming people and then scolding them for using the armaments. Yeah. And not not even that, but also just like creating like fear within like, I would say, middle America white people to be like, this is what's going on in the cities to fucking try to get him more votes, really. But I mean, it's weird that he sent these fed the same feds to Portland where people are just having like coffee and sweaters and they couldn't like stop moms. And now they're going to go to Chicago and try to make a difference. Like That shit's probably going to go so south. Yeah, he's wanting to send them there for civil unrest or just places where crime has gone up. And that is 100% his campaign strategy for 2020 also is yeah. you see all this shit happening in the streets. I'm the guy who will fix it if you just tolerate me sending federal agents into uh storm your neighborhoods yeah i know i'm the guy who caused this but i'm also the guy who fixed this that's why you should vote for me <laughs> yeah it's a classic dictator strategy you create yeah. a problem and then you sell the fix for that problem yeah it's re real sneak oil salesman techniques hey see this see this window that may have are not may or may not have been broken by me i have this perfect window sealant that i think is going to help you ma'am I mean, as someone who sold security, I thought about doing that quite a few times. See how your security is compromised? Yeah. Oh, man, that brick came in. You need my security system. Like, I've thought about that when I've had, like, rough months. I was able to hack your phone so easily, Miss Johnson. That would be a great, like, sales technique. Just literally break in someone's house and be like, hey, I'm here from ADT. Let me yeah. tell you about home security systems. <laughs> Also, wow, I have works. a gun. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I just bought a security system from the Kool-Aid man. He taught me how to, <laughs> he taught me how to reinforce my walls. <laughs> so, yeah, Chicago, that, it's a story worth keeping an eye on, mostly for Trump's response, because Trump and the mayor of Chicago are definitely at odds over how to address this situation. And I don't know. I hope it gets better, obviously. I just hope we don't use the military to make it better. Yeah, it's just so shady, the, the use of troops that have no markings on them. They just look like this weird, you know, secret force with no discernible leader. It's real. It, there's it's such a no matter what you think about it, it's such a bad look. There's no <laughs> it, it, it just feels indefensible. Yeah, it's dictatorship for sure. When I'm going to go eat some sad wings because <laughs> you guys have bummed me the fuck out. I'm so sad. <laughs> These are paramilitary force wings. They, <laughs> they serve no master. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's let's talk about some more coronavirus news. Ooh. North Carolina. This <laughs> yeah, this one made me sad. North Carolina is limiting liquor sales to fight COVID, which actually seems like a really smart idea. 
because like from bars. Yeah, they've uh, at bars all across the state. Uh, alcohol sales have to end at 11 p.m. each day. Which, if you're mad about that, you should have worn a fucking mask. Your bars might be reopened by now. Yeah, and also it's 11 p.m. That's super late. Like, yeah. Even if you're even if you're like a real night owl, like if you can't get to a store by 11 p.m. Man, you lazy as fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. You drink poorly. And it's like, how stringent are people going to be about social distancing the more hours they spend in a bar? It's not like getting hammered improves your judgment. Like, come 1 a.m., like, people are just going to be taking masks off and fucking hollering in people's faces. Like, get everyone out of there by 9, for fuck's sake. 11 even seems too generous. It does. It, it really does. If you're going to be, it doesn't, it's, it's like someone saying like, all right, I'm going to ground you, son, but I'm going to also leave the door open and the TV available at all hours. So just know that you're being punished. Yeah. Stewart's 100% right. Who the fuck can't get booze by 11? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, like, even when I've gone to like a Ralph's at like 2 a.m., there's still no one there buying booze. Just, who... Yeah. Are they mad? Or is the governor mad at him? And if you need more alcohol after 11, you have a drinking problem. And you probably should not be driving to the store to get more <laughs> alcohol in the first place. And that's a yes. thing that's been happening is, for one thing, foot traffic to bars has gone up and there's been a corresponding increase in coronavirus cases. And there's been increases in drunk driving because people are home and they're bored and people are drinking a lot right now. And so if you give a person the freedom, I guess, to go buy beer, at, like in California, I could run to Ralph's at 1.45 in the morning and still buy beer right now. Sure. And if you give people that freedom, if they're home and bored and drunk and don't have to go to work tomorrow, they're going to do that shit. And then they'll start having fucking parties at their house. And so even in places like Raleigh, even at grocery stores, you can't buy liquor after 11. But there are very few moments in life when you need to buy liquor after 11. I was trying to think, maybe like a house party? That was the only time I could ever imagine going out at like one, being yeah, like, oh, we got we got people coming over, we need more booze. Yeah. Yeah, or you got to send someone out to restock or or like an un, an unexpected booty call, in which case yeah. you shouldn't be doing this either. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing any of that <laughs> stuff. It makes perfect sense to shut down alcohol I don't know. You can have some unexpected booty calls. Those shits are dope. Yeah, they are dope. They just probably shouldn't be happening right now. No, we're in a pandemic. Yeah. Like, if we would just fucking just wear a mask and stay the fuck away from people, we can go back to doing that in weeks. Yeah. Takes two weeks. That's all it takes. Two weeks. We're the, we're, we're, we're the fucking worst. We really are the worst fucking country. If people don't want to wear masks, it could turn into what happened in South Africa. Like, is that what you want? Because South Africa, as soon as lockdown started, they were like, no booze. Alcohol is fucking banned. We do not trust you motherfuckers to not <laughs> go out and get hammered during all this. So we're just going to fucking cut that right off at the pass. And no alcohol is allowed. In Greenland, they banned all alcohol stronger than 2.25% alcohol content, which Coors Light is like 4%. So you're just kind of drinking water laced with a minor amount of booze at 2.25%. And they only did that for people who might suffer withdrawals from stopping drinking immediately. And both of those places handled coronavirus way better than we did. It's almost as if alcohol impairs your judgment. I'm going to look into that. That's something else. All right. But this next story is kind of lighthearted, even if it's one of the creepiest fucking things I've ever heard in my life. If you get a packet of mystery seeds in the mail from China, and this is to everyone in America, don't plant them, please. Have either of you heard about this? No. <laughs> mystery seeds. All 50 states have issued warnings to people about planting these seed packets that people are getting in the mail that are sent from China. There's no information, like the people didn't buy them, and it's, it, it's usually just one seed packet. And they're just showing up in the mail. And I was like, when I first saw this story, I was like, all right, but no one's like going to plant those things. Like you wouldn't be so cavalier about mystery seeds arriving in the mail that you just stick them in some dirt. And that same fucking night on local LA news, 
a woman was like, yeah, I planted mine. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Just hearing the story because I saw the seeds and I saw the news story and I was like, if I get them, I'd probably plant them. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what it could be. Yeah, you don't know what the fuck it could be. It could be like fucking Jordans. I don't know. <laughs> I, I planted these seeds and grew Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that's how China's been making them this whole time. It's a, yeah, it's, it's Jordan seeds. The kids are fine. <laughs> oh, I got. Oh, it made the fives. That's so dope. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured the envelope on the return address. It just says China. <laughs> Maybe it's a name like IP Freely. Just some real dumbass shit. <laughs> Yeah, they what they think this is is what's called a brushing scam where people will send out items through Amazon to just random people, but because they send it through mail that can be tracked, when they leave a review for that purchase, it shows up as a verified review. And they think that's what's happening, but also that means that company has your name and address if nothing else. Like because it's not like these are showing up to like current occupant. They're showing up with motherfuckers' names on them. So someone who's sending out these seed packets has a whole lot of addresses of American citizens, which that might be alarming. Like you might want to hit up your credit report if you haven't looked at it in a while, if you get one of these yeah. seed packets, because what other information do they have? It'd be nice so if what, they would send that with the seeds. Yeah, what are the seeds even plant? What are they planted? You know, what are they plants for? Like, are, is it all opium? Like, what are they? What are they selling people? Oh, I'm planting those if they show up. Yeah, it's. I don't think anybody knows, right? No, they've like no one. They've analyzed some of them, and they're all just like it's like mint and like just various herbs and things. Oh, that's nice of them, <laughs> right? Maybe they're just being nice. Yeah. So, so what's the problem with planting them? Like, I'm wondering, like, what when I hear if you get these seeds, don't plant them. That's because maybe they release some like noxious fume that could kill people or something like that in no, a weird born identity way. Oh no, because it can like destroy the agricultural agriculture in like your area. So it's oh, like when you an invasive species. Yes. Yeah. So it's like when you fly like international, they're like, did you bring mangoes? And he like they give a fuck because if you bring that back to America. It can, yeah. like, fuck up everything. Even sure. driving from Vegas to California, there's yeah. that checkpoint at one point where they, if you have anything like that, you got to tell them. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I get why they wouldn't want people to plant them. I, I understand a little less why people would plant them. I guess just boredom. Curiosity. That shit could be Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> Trying to start my porch garden. Like, what, what, a, what, a, what a paradise to roll. Yeah, let's plant these mystery seeds, see what happens. Then we're all dead in six months. I will say that invasive species have also influenced my, my life greatly. Like, I, growing up near San Francisco, just the, 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 the wealth of eucalyptus trees, a massively invasive species that have you know, really changed the ecosystem up there. It's part of my sense memory of growing up there. You know, eucalyptus is a big part of like what, what I remember home smelling like. Interesting. I didn't even know that happened in San Francisco. How did they get eucalyptus trees? Uh, I think they're from Australia. Um, I don't know when they came from Australia. I'd have to look that up. But I do know that they're invasive. You know, much like rabbits in Australia are invasive. And, you know, there's plenty of other invasive species around the world that have really changed the ecosystem. But, yeah, the, the oil in eucalyptus leaves, when they drop from the tree, they kill everything around it. So... If you come across the eucalyptus forest, there's really nothing else growing on the on the floor where all these leaves drop. That's so dope. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that is it's, pretty cool. it's a it's a powerful move. It's a it's a it's a big dick energy move. <laughs> Clearing the neighborhood out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm always fascinated by stories like that where so, just one random person will bring their like pet ferret to a neighborhood it shouldn't be in, and now that neighborhood's overrun with ferrets. That's, how, that's why there's fucking buffalo on Catalina Island. They filmed a movie there. And we're like, how do we get these buffalo out of here now? And it's like, I don't know. How'd you get them here? Maybe do the reverse of that. But they were just like, <laughs> I don't know. And now they're just there. I'm not going to fit on that little dinghy. That <laughs> <laughs> goes back and forth from the coast. Did they just f fucking flee the area like Jamestown? Or who knows? Was that Jamestown? Everything reminds me of wings. Yeah. <laughs> I am I am looking forward to hitting those wings after this. <laughs>
let's talk about a subject that is near and dear to my heart. I've brought it up recently. I've, I have even with all of the things happening with police violence and coronavirus, I have still found time to wedge this issue into podcasts recently, and we're going to talk about it again. Stay the fuck out of the ocean. Why are you in the ocean? If you if you're listening to this, I'm talking to you because you're a person with ears, and that means you're a human, and that means you're supposed to be on the goddamn land. Get out of the ocean. Adam, there's salt in the water. The ocean is healing. It opens my pores and releases toxins. Especially opens your pores if you get attacked by a goddamn shark. (laughs) Like a woman in Maine just did? Oh, oh, I didn't even know sharks were swimming up your Maine. I didn't either. Global warming, baby. (laughs) That current is changing. I bet she didn't know either until... Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Uh, autoplay videos. We were like a legitimate news source at that point. (laughs) (laughs) We have breaking news coming from Idlewild, California. (laughs) Yeah, there's not much to this story. A woman uh, hopped in the ocean in Maine and got ate by a shark. I mean, they were able to pull her to shore, but she died shortly thereafter. That's a lot of bleeding to try and stop. Don't fuck with the sharks. Like, leave them alone. It's the shark's house. Why do white people love sharks? I don't I don't think white people love sharks. I think white people love conquering every square foot of this land. And if it means that they're going to learn to boogie board, they're going to learn to boogie board. <laughs> and so let me ask you this. Was the woman, do you know if the woman was wearing a wetsuit? Because I know when people wear wetsuits, sharks see people as like another type of seal. And they're more inclined to attack a seal than they are a person just in a bathing suit. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, that I would. I know she was 63, and the shark was probably disappointed in the flavor. (laughs) Uh, This is human jerky. Yeah, I have heard that we're not very appetizing for sharks. This wrinkly bitch is tough. (laughs) If they had their druthers, they would eat a sea creature. They're not expecting us to be there. It's not their fault. We're not briny like their normal food. Yeah. Yeah, she had a good run, 63. She had a dope run. Yeah. And that is a cool way to die. Yeah. Shark attack? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, even if you are really feeling grief to the fullest extent, someone's like, how'd she die? It was a shark attack. And it's like, yo, really? Whoa, tell me about that. Man, your auntie was cool. (laughs) And now she's going to the afterlife with a cool story? Yeah, she was intrepid. Oh, died in your sleep, huh? I died in adventure. That's how I died. I died conquering the seas. Ian Edwards always has a great bit about shark attacks where it's like, you're not, you're not swimming, you're trespassing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's true. If a shark attacked you like in your bathtub, then that's an attack. <laughs> yeah. I, I said on a recent episode, it's all over for us when sharks and octopus both, when, when they take to the land, we're done. The shark <laughs> will be the octopus enforcer. The, yeah. the octopus will make all the decisions and run the network, and then they will send the sharks out to do the fucking work, and we're done. They'll figure out a way to suction cup the locks off our doors and just come on in. Just like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're already picking, like, World Cup winners. Like, they're not far off. <laughs> they're pretty smart. I wanna, yeah, they're smart fucking animals. I want a pet octopus solely so I can ask for its advice. <laughs> like... Forever, like, what should I wear today? And it just fucking swims over to the side of my closet where my favorite shirt is. It's like, oh, you know me so well, George. This is my octopus, Miss Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, stay out of the ocean. I know you like to surf, but you can do that in a swimming pool, I assume. Uh, let's talk about one last story. Kanye West paid people to sign his petition to get on the Illinois presidential ballot. And the craziest thing about it is that's not even a problem. That's perfectly legal. Really? It sounds mad illegal. I don't know if it's legal nationwide, but Illinois has a long history of being kind of shady when it comes to politics, just in general. Yeah, yeah. Rod Blagojevich was in charge for a long time. (laughs) But also, like, the mob, like, they've always been mad shady over there. And, like, gerrymandering. Yeah, stolen elections. Like, Richard Daly, like, the Daly regime was basically a fucking criminal organization in Chicago. That guy was corrupt as shit. There's one cop in Chicago who had such a history of coercing confessions out of people 
that they overturned the death sentence in Illinois so they could sort out all of these cases and figure out who this guy probably sent to prison to die even though they were innocent like he would like his whole thing wasn't investigating crimes he would just have a hunch and then whoever that hunch was about he would get a fucking confession out of them and that carried on for decades and they had to abolish the death penalty so that they guy didn't sounds like the, kill innocent that guy people. sounds like the reason for that trope. He doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had another story on here that I, I cut because I didn't think we'd have time to get to it. But right now there's a class action lawsuit in Chicago because the local ComEd electric company had been giving bribes to local officials so that they could artificially inflate the cost of electricity. So they've been overcharging people in Chicago for years and years and years and years because they were able to bribe the people who make those decisions. And now they're in all sorts of trouble for it. And the people who paid those electric bills are like, Hey, what about, what about us? Like we, how much money did we give you that we shouldn't have? And can we have some of that back? They're not going to get that back. Not so hard. No, there is, also, I'll have to find it and link to it. It's one of the most fascinating articles I think I've ever read. But Chicago also does this thing where they will impound a person's car, especially poor people. They issue more traffic tickets and parking citations to poor people in Chicago than any other demographic. And the way their ticket system works is they'll impound your car. And even if you pay off that ticket, you still have to pay the impounding fees. And if you can't afford those impounding fees, they just pile up and pile up and pile up. And then they will, one, sell your car if you don't pay it off fast enough. And two, apply none of the money that they get for selling your car to the money you owe them, which is corrupt as fuck. And they do it all the time to poor people in Chicago. So it shouldn't be any surprise that Kanye West can pay people to sign a petition (laughs) to get himself on the presidential ballot in Illinois. Illinois is a wild goddamn place. Sure feels like it. He was actually paying more. Apparently this practice, you usually pay people $1 to $3, and he was paying people $10 to $12, which when I say him, it's not like Kanye West showed up at people's doors with a stack of $10 bills, although that'd be amazing. Like he just went to the bank. We have our differences, but I'd let him in to talk about it. It's fucking Kanye West. You kidding me? So you're saying that Kanye West is for raising the minimum wage? I wonder if he is. I bet I he doubt is. It, it sounds. Doubt it. it sounds like he might be. Just off of this practice alone, all of his policy has actually been like very conservative. Yeah, like, that's like, true. It's like yeah. it's like criminally conservative. It sounds like he denies that slavery even existed, or yeah, that slavery he, it was. It's either that slavery existed or that slavery was even was abolished. And if it was the latter, I could maybe understand his point from a you know a figurative or metaphorical standpoint. But you know, if he, it's like you're denying that slavery exists. It's like, bro, you weren't there. <laughs> yeah. Did he say Harriet Tubman didn't do that much? Yes. He said, I think he said Harriet Tubman didn't free any slaves or yeah, something along okay. those lines. I, I give a nicer spin to it than he did. Yeah. And like, it's, uh, I don't know if that's historically accurate. I, I need to see some citation. Citation needed. Okay, maybe, she, you know, maybe she didn't sign every, every freedom paper, but, you know, Jesus, she helped out. Like, give, give a bitch credit. <laughs> he was just like, she freed slaves from one place to go work for white people. And it's like, yeah, but they were getting money at that point. Yeah, at least they were being paid. No one's saying their life was perfect afterwards. Yeah. No no one's ever argued that. Reconstruction was a motherfucker. Not to make too big a deal of it, but that's kind of the defining point when it comes to slavery is uh, you're working for free and you're owned. Like, that's a big difference between, uh, oh, now you work for white people and they don't treat you as well. Yeah, but it's still a little progress unless you go to prison. Right. Ugh. So this brings up the obvious question. If 2020 were to come down to Trump versus Kanye, what you got? Would that be a moment where you would consider just not voting? I mean, is this assuming we can't come up with like a grassroots collective agreement for a write-in candidate? We can't. We are, we are the left. You know we can't. We could right. probably... Just those two. We could probably come to an agreement on like four to six write-in candidates, and then we would all separate into groups and rally around them. But uh, Kanye versus Trump, who would you vote for? 
Kanye? Yeah, I mean, I guess it would have to be for Yay, but um, yeah, yeah, I, that 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 is a great campaign slogan. Yay for Yay. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I vote Yay for Yay. Um, there's I. That's one of those situations where like you would hope that a puppet government would be instituted, and there'd be like some you know people surrounding him that would provide some sense of um, you know stability, like a Dick Cheney type. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I disagree. I want all rappers. If we if we like, elect Kanye, I want the whole administration to be today's hottest artists. I want okay. Rick Ross in that administration. Yeah. Like swing for the fucking fences. Pusha T. Pusha T should be like Secretary of Commerce or something. He did good with making money. He should be. Oh. He should be Secretary <laughs> of State. Like I want that guy to make our wartime decisions. Uh, I think Fifty Cent would be a better choice. He's been shot many times. Yeah, he's too—he's too much of a he's too much of a loose cannon. I feel like he's very petty too. Oh, that's true. He's the most petty. Rick Ross should Rick Ross should be in charge of hard. I wonder who Kanye's vice president would be. No, he'd be try. He'd probably try to make Obama be his vice president out of hubris. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say Kid Cudi. Uh, Fair. Uh, just, a lot just of like hubris in that one. choice. <laughs> yeah, I could see Kim Kardashian running for president at some point. Like, she's, she's a fucking trying, lawyer She's trying to put now. the pieces in place. Yeah, she's trying to become a lawyer, and she's advocating for, like, releasing people who've committed, you know, minor drug offenses, and that's admirable. Um, yeah. But I think there's, yeah, there's definitely a long way to go there. Um, but I know that family wants to be like the next like Kennedys, and in some ways they are. She knows already. how to run an empire, that's for sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to know that to be in charge of the United States. Yeah, yeah. Kim Kardashian sounds like someone who heard the word, the, wor- the words like, you know, it's like if you if you have a, a vagina, you should you should never be poor. Uh, <laughs> and she and ran with it like she's like this is gonna be my gospel ray j get your camera <laughs> just let's get it going that's what i always say about kim kardashian people are like oh she's only famous because of the sex tape and it's like you know how many people made sex tapes in the yeah. 90s and in the 2000s and she made one with ray j and now she's a billionaire that's not because of a goddamn sex tape you're out of your fucking mind and Ray has got Raycon earbuds. I mean, like, come on. It's like <laughs> <laughs> clearly someone you rode that wave better. <laughs> Ray J had some fucking great songs back in the day. I'm not even gonna let you guys hate. Sure, sure. He, sure. he had a couple of bangers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, just saying by comparison. By comparison. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I really hope Kanye West isn't our next president. Um, as much as I hope Trump isn't our next president. I feel like we should just sit it out for a few years as a country and just not like, let's see how it goes. Not having a president. I'd be down for like a committee, like, like, like maybe like a group of like three to five people. I know that's like, that can lead really, that can dovetail nicely into like an oligarchy, but we kind of already have one. And, uh, just like, just like three, maybe not the best speakers, but like just three decently smart people. Just like, I'd take like three professors or even like three grade school teachers, just like three, just really like kind, empathetic people to just think like, Hey, what could be something that could help everybody? And, and it, what's great about a grade school teacher is they're really good at like organizing a room of people and getting them all to shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah. I would, I would love to have like my first, second and third grade teachers, Mrs. Hosens, Mrs. Mrs. Hawkinson and and Ms. Marmus coming together <laughs> to no, get not some Ms. shit done. Oh, not Miss Marmus. No, she couldn't handle that shit. <laughs> she doesn't have a spine for that. She could she could rock a shoulder pad in '96. <laughs> she knew it was up. Nice. She's she means business on it. I wouldn't sleep on her. Uh, I think that's our episode. Unless anyone has any final thoughts on kanye for prez um i would say uh trey songs for department of the interior trey songs. <laughs> <laughs> i just i just love listing just a rapper name and a, a department drake drake would never be allowed back in america if kanye wins <laughs> yeah yeah he's does that mean that mean meek mill finally wins like is that how it goes <laughs> i think so like by proxy yeah mm. he would banish drake immediately yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, kill a Mike for Department of Justice. <laughs> kill a Mike should be president. I'd be fine with that. 
he seems he seems to know what he's talking about. I mean, like, I think he I don't, I don't know if I agree with him on everything, but like he seems to at least come from a informed point of view and cares about his community. Maybe he might care about the American community. Yeah, that's fair. Have either of you seen his Netflix show? No, no, but I've seen a lot of other stuff that he's spoken on. Like I've seen him yeah. on Bill Maher and seen other interviews with him. And just to listen to his rap, it's like right, I get what I get what it's going to be about. You know what I mean? Yeah, his his show's really interesting. He's got an episode where he tries to go twenty four hours only spending money at black owned businesses, and he's in Atlanta at the time, and he ends up having to sleep on a bus bench because he can't find a hotel that's fully black owned. He goes to a soul food restaurant and can't eat because if you trace the origins of the food back far enough, it's white owned farms. Pretty intense. It was interesting. Jesus. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's our episode. <laughs> we did it. I told you this would be fun and upbeat. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. It's like, that's all folks. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, everybody. We're all going to die pessimistic porky pig is a beep, 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 beep. we're all fucked <laughs> <laughs> what do we all have to plug before we get out of here Stewart's album yes uh, if you uh, thought anything I said was funny you might find some other things I said funny on my album Dandy Man from Radland Records it's available everywhere you can get an album Apple Amazon Pandora Spotify uh, title YouTube Amoeba uh, if, if there's an open Amoeba near you that offers some digital downloads I'm sure you can get it there too uh, it's mostly available for digital download uh, since we're not seeing a lot of people I'm not really throwing a lot of CDs uh, out there into the world but uh, it's available uh, and you can also follow me at Stuart B. Thompson on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, find out more about stuff on TikTok. TikTok. Wow. Until and, and, until we until we ban it, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on it. I haven't posted a lot of stuff yet, but I'm I'm gonna be posting some videos <laughs> from the from the album recording uh, in the coming weeks. Oh, that makes sense. A Tiff, what do you got to plug? Again, go listen to Stuart's album. Uh, oh, follow you, me on Instagram and Twitter at @atifmyers a t i f m y e r s. Uh, don't follow. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter, but I don't use it anymore. My Twitter account right. is still there. But uh, my pinned tweet has links to all of the Twitter accounts for the Unpopped shows. And uh, follow those instead. Um, we have a shop now, unpops.com slash shop. You can buy some clothes for your fucking body. I think we're, we're I think we are launching a Zoom show in August that will be hosted by Jeff May and Valerie Tassi. So oh, nice. be on the lookout for that. We'll be booking a lot of the people you hear on these podcasts if you can believe that i mean people who want to do zoom shows i don't i'm still not 100 sold on the idea but we'll see how it goes and i think that's it let's get the fuck out of here tiff say goodbye peace Stuart. say goodbye bye y'all goodbye everybody we love you